Welcome, and thanks for joining the journey. Hi, my name is Leah, and I'm a worship pastor in Ohio and the creator and host of the Journey podcast and website. I'm on a journey to yes as I follow the Lord's leading in this season of my life, and I hope to inspire others to step out of the boat like Peter and walk on water, never looking to the left or right and getting distracted, but rather fixing your eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith. My hope is that you find Jesus in your journey as you hear about my journey and the journey of those in the Bible who join Jesus along the way. I pray that you allow him to meet you where you are and trust him as he takes you where he wants you to go. Enjoy the journey. Welcome to episode 29 of The Journey. Uh, Today's episode content didn't really come easily for me like the last few. And uh, I think I, I even really struggled to come up with a title that would even give me some kind of direction. But I felt like the title, Do You Trust Me, is really where my head and my heart have been recently. So so I went with, with the title, Do You Trust Me? And it's pretty much another uh, My Journey episode. And to be quite frank, I feel like that's kind of where this entire podcast is going, is just me talking about my journey and allowing you to listen in and hopefully take some things that I go through and that Jesus helps me with and apply them to your life. So I feel like the question, do you trust me, has been on repeat for me lately. And I've mentioned it before, but I will again in case these there are any new people listening for the first time today. But my family's in a transitional season of life right now. And uh, we just dropped our, my old, our oldest son off to college a few weeks ago. And so things haven't been the same, right? So naturally speaking, things are, are different than than they were when he was home. And so in this period of transition, I've really found myself all over the place emotionally. And by all over the place, I mean like, you know, crying, angry, laughing, frustrated, confused, lost, I, you name it. I kind of have just run the gamut of all of these uh, feelings and thoughts. And, you know, I cried a few times uh, in the first few days, obviously the day that we took him at first meal around the table when he wasn't there that uh yeah so many so many times in the first few days um just little things would I would I would cry right and then I kind of willed myself to stop crying because it seemed silly to me to continue to cry over the same thing uh, especially because he's close enough um his school is about 50 minutes 50 55 minutes away depending on traffic and so he's close enough to come home and visit and but in reality, that's that's all it is. He's visiting, and then he returns back to his new home. And so this brings a fresh wave of emotions, reminding me that life is different. And so every time he comes home to visit, and I hug his neck, and he goes back to school, it's just that constant reminder. And so it's not bad. It's, it's just different. And so in willing myself to stop crying over my son going to college, I feel like I've also shut off any other kind of emotion and relational connection to try to protect myself from processing exactly where I am in this season of my life. And and I know that that's not right, but that's just kind of what I've done. And so in doing that, I've kind of been a jumbled up mess for the last several weeks. And so, um, so in the last several weeks, all, in addition to taking my son to college, my youngest son started back to school. So not only did my oldest leave to go away, but my youngest is no longer home. Like we were together every day, all day for the summer. And so I'm back to being home alone. And so that also causes, you know, my head to spin and think about things because, well, there's not anyone or anything to fill my time, essentially. So it, 
and, and also with school starting, it reminds me, you know, that I used to be a classroom teacher. And so it, it just, this season, when I say season, I talk mostly about naturally like fall, like the real season. It just brings up a lot of things for me because it reminds me of, of just, of things. So um, I feel like I'm at a loss for words today. So I'm just kind of stumbling over myself. But but if you remember, those of you who've listened, I left the classroom back um, at the end of the 2020-2021 school year. I left the classroom with the intention of pursuing what God has planned for my life and also to be available for whatever my family needs. If you go back and listen to any of the other episodes, you'll hear all about that particular part of my journey. Um, and I can remember specifically at the beginning of, of this journey of leaving my classroom that I would spend my days locked in my my closet, passionately crying out to God and asking him to speak uh, because I wanted to clearly hear exactly what it was that he was calling me to. And so, you know, I called it this journey to yes. And I, I say it's to yes, because every time I say yes, there's going to be another one. So I'm always journeying to my next yes. Um, and so I knew in that moment when I first said yes, that I was I was supposed to do a couple things. One, first of all, was leave the classroom. That was the first step of faith I had to take to even be, get the ball rolling for the others. But then two things that I knew I was supposed to do was I was supposed to pour into my family during Zane's senior year so that I didn't miss any of those any of those m- moments at all and to be available for every single bit of that. And then also to get my first level of credentialing with the Assemblies of God as I focused on uh, worship ministry and what I do at our church. And so those two things have come and gone. Zane's senior year is over. He graduated in May. We had the party. We had the celebration. He has now moved out. And I sit for my interview for my credentialing uh, here in a few weeks. So all of those, the things that I was doing and working so hard on that filled my time, it, they're now essentially over. So it seems kind of like I'm back to square one and wondering again, what in the world I'm supposed to be doing with my life. And so I would say that because summer is over and we're back to the grind of, you know, school and schedules and all of that stuff, which, by the way, I'm not saying is a bad thing because our family tends to thrive when we've got a schedule set and things to do. But but as I am here alone and everyone else is out doing their thing, I, I sit and I'm reminded of all of the things that the Lord spoke to me in that first year of being out of the classroom. So this is my second year being out of the classroom. And so I'm reminded of a phrase that, that I jotted down in my, my phone um, and, and my journey to yes note in my phone. And it says, do the last thing I told you to do and spend time in my presence. And so then I began to think about, well, what is the last thing he told me to do? Okay, so he told me to pour into my family, focus on my worship ministry, and then do this podcast. Those are the, the things that are on my to-do list. And so I think, okay, I'm still pouring into my family. And then I'm smacked across the face with the question, but are you? But am I? Last year, my focus was Zane's senior year. And so I had all of these things that I was working towards and helping him pursue, you know, where he was going to college and applications and scholarship forms and making sure I didn't miss any of his events because I knew that that was the end of those events for those things, right? So, so am I... Am I still now pouring into my family, the family that lives under my roof right now, my husband and my youngest son, the way that they deserve and need, even though it's not a senior year and there's not seemingly like important things on the agenda? Am I? Am I doing that? 
and then the question is, I, or or I say to myself, I'm focusing on worship ministry, and then the and then the question is, but but are you? But am I? I mean, I I go through my tasks each week. I get the job done, but but that's just it. Like I go through my checklist of things that need completed each week, and then I move on to the next task. And so, where's my focus in all of it? You know, is it on Jesus to lead and guide me in preparation as I lead others into worship on Sunday, or is it just doing the things that need to be done to get the work done? That's a tough one to process for me because I would like to tell you that every single thing that I do involving worship ministry, I filter through the Holy Spirit and Jesus first. But if I'm being honest with you, because why would I not be anything other than that? I think sometimes we can get on autopilot, right? And we just do what we know to do and we move to the next task until that task is done and we move on to the next one. And so so it makes me think, am I? Am I really really focusing on what I should be focusing on or is it just the task itself and so that leads me to this podcast I say I'm focusing on it but am I again honest evaluation I personally feel like I avoid sitting too long anymore and thinking about content because I'm afraid of what's going to come to the surface for me and what do I mean by that well I mean that I'm afraid it's kind of weird to say, but I'm afraid to sit long enough with Jesus because I know there's stuff that needs to be dealt with, and I know there's stuff he wants me to share with you, but in order to share it, I have to put in the hard work, and let me tell you, it's hard work, and it's exhausting, and it's a painful process, and I feel like just as soon as I get through one painful process of working through some things that need adjusted, it's like there's another one, right? And, and so it, it, it becomes, it becomes tiring. And to be honest with you, then it makes me feel like I want to push pause and not really want to do that because I need a break. I need a mental and emotional break. So how's that for some honesty, right? I'm just now telling you I'm taking a break from Jesus. No, that's not what I'm saying. I, I'm saying that I'm, I'm still talking to him throughout my day. I'm still doing my daily devotions. Actually, matter of fact, I'm doing three different things right now. One with my husband, one with two amazing girls, and another with uh, a handful of people, including my mom, as we do uh, the daily chronological reading through the Bible. So it's not that I'm pushing pause with my relationship with Jesus. and that's, that's not it at all. I still spend time at my piano worshiping. I still spend time reading the Bible, and I still spend time praying. But it's the intentional sitting with him and spending time in his presence that I'm avoiding because I, you know, I like to remind myself and others that perfection is not a thing. Although I am a perfectionist, if you will, I understand that there's, an, I, I will never be perfection in all things, right? I'm a work in progress. And so I've, I, I've not fully arrived. You've not fully arrived. And that's the way it is in our relationship with Jesus. We are all working to be the best versions of ourselves and to be all that God has called us to be, right? And sometimes that comes with painful parts of the journey as he shapes us. And then I hear him scream at me, do you trust me? You know, he he keeps saying, "Do do you trust me? Do you trust me with every part of it? The easy walk and the difficult walk. And the Bible talks about uh, God being the potter and we being the clay. And so it says, uh, I don't know if you've ever um, watched someone make a piece of art on a pottery wheel. I've watched it several times uh, in, in Gatlinburg and Pigeon Forge in Tennessee. But if you know, 
and you've watched it, you know that most of the time they don't get it right on the first try. And sometimes they even have to like completely smash the clay on the wheel and start over. That's a painful part of the process for the artist, right? And that's what I'm talking about. If Jesus is the potter and we are the clay, we have to trust that those smashing moments, if you will, the reshaping and the refining us will eventually lead to a beautiful piece of finished art and that his plans for us are good and that it is for our good. And so in avoiding time in his presence for the nitty gritty kind of detailed work that needs to be done so that I know what I'm doing next and I can be my best best version of myself, in avoiding that, I miss the opportunities to allow him to speak to me, to mold me, to make me, to reshape me, and to become that finished piece of art. Again, we're never fully finished until we reach that finish line, right? The ultimate destination is is in heaven with him. But But it just reminds me, again, when he says, do you trust me? It's like, you know, the piece of clay on the wheel. It's not a human, so it's not trusting that the artist is going to get it right. But if you think about it as if we are that, we're banking on the potter getting it right. It says, I am the potter, you are the clay. Mold me and make me into who you want me to be. We're banking on him, not failing. And I just listened to a sermon the other day where it talked about, um, you know, when it says, God won't let you down. And this pastor was basically saying, he's like, you know, when I think about that, I I think like, you know, there are times where I'm let down. There are times where I'm disappointed. There are times where I'm discouraged and I'm frustrated. I'm like, God, you let me down. But it's not in in the sense that he lets you down. He has you still in the palm of his hand. He never lets you go. You might be disappointed. You might be discouraged, but he's never let you down in the sense that he, 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 he has you, he's holding you in his hand. So you may feel down, you may feel discouraged and you may be like, God, what? What's up with that? Like, not not cool. Let's try that one again. But he's never let you down. The song, it reminds me of this song. It says, he's never failed me yet. And there's no intention of him failing, right? His plans are good. They're for our good. And so as I was preparing for um, this upcoming Sunday's worship set, one of the songs that I'm singing is Nothing Else by Cody Carnes. And, and so I was singing this song at the piano uh, this morning, actually. And tears just filled my eyes. And they began to spill down my face. And I thought, you know what? It connects so much with what I'm talking about that I wanted to share these lyrics with you. And uh, if I'm remembering correctly, I probably actually have shared this before in, in another episode, but it's worth repeating. So, so this is what it says. It says, I'm caught up in your presence. I just want to sit here at your feet. I'm caught up in this holy moment, and I never want to leave. Oh, I'm not here for blessings. Jesus, you don't owe me anything. More than anything you can do, I just want you. And here's what the two verses say. They say, I'm sorry when I've just gone through the motions. I'm sorry when I just sang another song. Take me back to where we started. I open up my heart to you. I'm sorry when I've come with my agenda. I'm sorry I forgot that you were enough. Take me back to where we started. I open my heart to you. And then the bridge says, I just want you, nothing else, nothing else, nothing else will do. I just want you, nothing else, nothing else, nothing else will do. I'm caught up in your presence, and I just want to sit here at your feet. I'm caught up in this holy moment, and I never want to leave. 
how many times over the past few months, and more specifically the past few weeks, have I just gone through the motions? I'm just trying to make it through another day. I set my agenda of tasks and I plow through them. I give them the time that they need, right? To me. But am I giving Jesus the time that he needs? To help me through each task so that I say and do exactly what it is he wants me to do and not just accomplishing the task. Again, it reminds me of the verse in Colossians where it says, work as if everything is unto the Lord and not unto man. And sometimes, if I'm being honest, over the past few weeks, I've just been checking the box to make sure I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Because that's where I've been. And instead of allowing Jesus to come and walk alongside me, I've just been kind of trudging through on my own and it's not again that it's not that I'm ignoring my relationship with Jesus it's just that I've avoided that intimacy and connecting I hope that makes some kind of sense if you're new to this walk with Jesus and you're like I don't understand she's it's like she's saying two different things she's giving time to Jesus but she's not giving time to Jesus reach out to me I want to explain what that means because I just I just want to explain if that is confusing to you but it makes me think about The fact that there are quiet moments in conversations that I've likely missed because I filled my time with other things just to avoid what I really needed, which is a huge hug from my Heavenly Father reminding me that it's going to be okay, that he's got it all taken care of on his end. And then again, he whispers to me, do you trust me? You know, I think sometimes... Sometimes he wants to conk me over the head and scream, do you trust me? And shake me. And then other times he knows that I don't need that. And he just comes and he sits up next to me and he whispers and he says, do you trust me? Do you trust me? Do you trust me with your kids? Do you trust me with your marriage? Do you trust me with your job? Do you trust me with this podcast? Do you trust me with the painful process of allowing me to soften your rough rough edges? Do you trust me with your finances to make a way where there seems to be no way? You know, that last one, trusting with the finances, has been a big one on my shoulders as well. Because when I left the classroom, you know, I've I've mentioned this before, I left my salary. And so we went from a two-income family to a one-income family. And although I receive a small stipend with uh, what I do for the church, you know, I don't financially benefit from this podcast. And, and so I, I'm not bringing in financially what I, I once was for my family. And so that's a pretty big one right now is do you trust me with your finances? And so something I, I've actually read a few things. One thing recently has said, God provides just enough, just in time. Isn't that so true? He provides just enough, just in time. Sometimes it's in excess, but most of the time it's just what we need. And I feel like that's not just a financial thing. That's that's anything. Just like just like this morning when he sat next to me when I was spending time in his presence. And he says, do you trust me? Because I'm here. Another thing that I'm reminded is God never gives you a dream that matches your budget. Because he's not checking your bank account. He's checking your faith. And that's what this whole journey to yes has been for me. One giant leap of faith. And I'm thankful that he doesn't check my checking account, but he's checking my faith. And I'm thankful that when it seems like my faith bank is depleted, that I don't go into bankruptcy, right? That he comes alongside and he helps me once again to trust in him. And then I'm reminded this. 
It's a prayer. It says, Lord, please make it happen in the most impossible way so that they know it couldn't be anyone but you. This has been the desire of my heart in leaving the classroom so much more than anything else is that all, all the people who are like, you're leaving your salary. How is this happening for you and your family? God, make it happen in the most impossible way so that anyone else who's wanting to step out in faith but concerned about how it's going to work, you would help them to know that it's only because of what you, you can do. And that's exactly where I am right now. It, it goes back to saying yes to whatever it is he has for me. Even when doubt creeps in and the wind and the waves begin to distract my focus, you know, I, I don't want to be like Peter. I talk about this at the beginning of every podcast. I, I don't want you to be like Peter and, sh- and allow the wind and the waves to distract you, but I want you to keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. I, I don't want to shift my focus from Jesus to the storm around me. And the storm around me doesn't have to be some tumultuous, terrible storm. It could simply be some drops of rain, but it's enough that would cause me to turn my head and be distracted. I don't want to sink. I don't want to fall. I don't want to lose sight of the promise that he's made to me. And on my darkest days, when I feel inadequate, when I feel unloved, when I feel unworthy, I want to remember whose daughter I am. And I want to stand up tall and straighten my crown. Why? Because he's going to be standing there saying, do you trust me? I think about a trust fall, right? I hate heights. I would never purposely ever climb up somewhere and then fall down backwards into the arms of people and trust them. That seems so absurd to me, but people do it. But it's like Jesus is asking, asking me to go up, go up, take a step higher. I know it's uncomfortable. I know, I know it's unfamiliar. I know that it's a little bit scary, but I'm asking you to, to go up, go up higher. And then I want you to close your eyes and I want you to trust fall into my arms and I want you to, to trust all of it with me. And so as I sign off in this episode of The Journey, my prayer for you today is that no matter where you are in life right now, that that you know that you can trust Jesus with all of it, that you can trust him with the good, the bad, the ugly, and all the things in between, because he cares about every detail of your life, and he, he wants to be part of it all. So I want to encourage you to let him in and to allow him to walk alongside you as you journey through each day. And sometimes it may be that you need him to carry you. Sometimes it may feel like he's dragging you. But don't avoid, like I have, those intimate, quiet times with Jesus because he is, he's, he's saying, if you seek me with all of your heart, you will find me. And so today, I want to do that. I want to do that for myself. I want you to do that. I want to seek him with all that I am so that I can find him and that I can be reminded that he is God and that he is good and he has every single thing taken care of, even when it doesn't feel like it. It feels confusing. I feel lost. I feel alone sometimes. No, he's never let me down. He won't let you down. And so I'm praying that as I have come into this realization once again, you know, it's not that I forgot it. It's just that I needed a, a reminder again. I'm praying that for you today, that you would be reminded that you can trust him and that he has your back and that he's going to carry you. He's going to be with you. He's never, ever going to let you down. He will not fail. He will not fail. He's a man of his word and he stands by that. Thanks for listening to The Journey. I'd love to connect with you and hear your story and how you are journeying with Jesus. You can go to my website, leahmenzie.wixsite.com slash the-journey and click the contact tab to connect with me through the form. Email me at leahmenzie at gmail.com or check me out on Instagram and send me a private message. Until next time, journey on.